I'm Molly. And I'm Jamie, and this is our From the Pasture with Hired Hand podcast. As the owners of Hired Hand website software, we've been developing websites and creating internet marketing strategies for livestock breeders for the past 10 years. The majority of our customers are involved in the breeding of registered animals, such as Texas Longhorns, Highland Cattle, Horses, and White-tailed Deer, where the pedigrees are very important. The From the Pasture with Hired Hand podcast examines many of the differences in raising pedigreed livestock for maximum profit. Join us and learn what we're covering today. All right, so here are some hints about our guest for today's podcast. He always has a pair of suspenders on, at least almost every time I've seen him. Um, The house that him and his wife live in actually dates back to 1795 and came to Texas from Kentucky. And he holds the record for the highest selling longhorn cow ever. Um, He has also served on two terms of the TOBA board. One of his favorite holidays is Halloween. Um, He started breeding longhorns in 1968. And in 1984, he held a production sale at his ranch that averaged over 10,000. All right, so place your guesses because we're about to bring them on. All right, so we'd like to welcome Alan Sparger with the Red Macomb sale. Hi, Alan. Hi, Molly, Jamie, how y'all doing? Uh, it is cold here today, like really cold, like phase your or freeze your face off cold. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> how is it there? It was in the 80s yesterday. It's kind of clammy here right now. We had a front come in and it's overcast, but to you, it would be uh, laying around a pool weather, I'm sure. <laughs> that sounds nice right about now. Uh, so go ahead and tell us, Alan, about the date, the location, and the time for this year's Red Macomb sale. We're a weekend earlier this year, so we'll be April the 30th and May the 1st with the heifer sale Friday night and the cow sale on Saturday. And why don't you go ahead and list off this year's sales sponsors for us? Well, we have two returning sponsors. Mike Davis has been with us several years now. He sponsors the party Friday night. And HH Cattle Company, they sponsored breakfast last year. And Chap Hutchison and John Heaver have returned this year. So Saturday morning, they're going to feed everybody breakfast. Now, we've added two new people. Uh, Rex and Sharice Glendinning have come on board to sponsor our new, new old heifer futurity and sale, which is Friday night. This is something we started in 1979 doing, and we're uh, bringing it back this year. So we're tickled to death to have them as sponsors. And then our longtime friend, Mike Casey, has come on board. He will be the Saturday sales sponsor. I think he's as excited as I am about having him join us as a sponsor. So your sale looks a little different this year than it has in the recent years past anyways. Can you explain to everybody what you're doing this year? It's radically different. Uh, Of course, we used to have heifer sales up until maybe three years ago. And uh, then we changed that, just mixed the heifers in the sale and had a Friday night sale and a Saturday sale. This year, we decided to really mix it up. And uh, I've jacked with red for years trying to get him to let me sell a pick of the herd just one animal and he never would let me do that but I talked him into letting me sell the whole top end of the herd this year which 
Um, you would never see something like this normally if it wasn't a dispersal, but everything born before 2016 is in the sale. So that's a one time only deal. We can't do it again, but our best cows are in the sale, our most productive cows are in the sale. And to add to that, we're bringing back what we did years ago was the heifer futurity that's 30 head of heifers divided into two years worth. So they'll, they'll compete in two classes. And uh, that's the Rex and Cherise Glendinning heifer futurity and sale, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, that's pretty exciting to me because we let the people who registered to bid vote on the winners. So you, you've got lots of judges you have to please. And uh, we just let people's kind of checkbook determine who wins it. We'll, we'll pay prize money to five places in each age group. And the one that wins this thing gets $5,000. So it's gonna be a lot of fun seeing what happens there. What made you wanna bring the fraternity back this year? Well, I wanted, to, I like doing heifer sales, but I thought the way we've done them the last few years just wasn't getting me where I needed to be with the excitement level, the interest. Um, I think this is a better way to let our consigners come in and show their best and sell their best and benefit from a lot of prize money. All right, so we wanna reminisce with you for a little bit, is that okay? Sure. All right, so why don't you tell us what was the first year you helped plan the sale? Well, I went to work for Red in 1978, and the quickest we could get a sale off the ground was in April of 1979. So we did that. And the reason the sale is called a Fiesta sale is because we had, doing it in April, we didn't realize how important Fiesta is in San Antonio, which is a tremendous celebration in San Antonio. And we almost shot ourselves in the foot because at that time, most of the people that came to the sale would stay in San Antonio. And there were no rooms in San Antonio during Fiesta and it's harder getting caterers and everything you rented was harder to get. So we named it the Fiesta sale because of Fiesta. And after that, we changed it by one week so that we didn't have that problem. Yes. <laughs> Um, so what role did uh, Red's wife, Charlene, play in the early years? Well, she was really an important partner to him. Uh, Charlene was in it just like he was in it. He loved it. Uh, she was the greatest hostess you can imagine having people come to the ranch. The sale had to be perfect. She, she wasn't involved with actual picking and selling of the cows but she wanted to make sure that every guest had a great time, that the food was right, that the drink was right. Uh, the day after the sale, they would have guests come to the house. Uh, people like James Michener, um, Kirk Douglas, you know, people we've all heard of would come that weekend and uh, Sunday morning, she'd have a tremendous brunch laid out for them. And it was a fun time to get to meet these people and visit with them. But Charlene was right in the middle of it and she supported everything Red was doing. It was wonderful for everybody. That sounds fun. 
So looking back over the years that you've helped at the sale, can you tell us one of the funniest moments you remember? It has to do with Charlene. <laughs> um, back in the early days, and I don't know exactly when it was, but it's probably in the late 70s. Now nah, it would have been in the early 80s. Charlene had a cow. We bought a cow from a friend of the McCombs, and she had a red top knot between her horns, and she named her Eve Arden. And everybody joked about Eve Arden. Well, one year I dropped that cow in the sale, and she didn't know what I had in the sale in advance. And we had four or 500 people sitting there. And, uh, you know, it's never quiet when you have that many people at an auction. And that cow came in the ring. And for some reason, it got pretty quiet in the tent. And you can hear this very proper little lady's voice back in the crowd say, that's my cow. <laughs> and Red heard that and said, open the gate and let her out. And we PO'd the cow immediately, and we didn't do that to Charlene again. And everybody, of course, broke out laughing. Love what you're hearing? Be sure to check out our pickup truck confessions. It's a video series where we hop in the truck or a rental car and interview a variety of breeders about what drives their passion for their livestock, how they got started in the breed of their choice, marketing tips, and more. And now, back to the podcast. Are there times that haven't gone as planned? Probably more than I'd like to talk about. Probably the worst was one year we experimented with our food at the party and we hired uh, some people that we, we knew because it was a restaurant chain. They were cafeterias in San Antonio. Great food. And we decided to give them a try and we were going to do chuck wagon cooking. They were going to have cowboy stew and stuff like that. And we were going to really do it right. And uh, Back then, I used to give ranch chores on Fridays, and we did not have a sale on Friday night. And almost all day Friday, I'm showing people cattle and showing people the ranch, and I get back about 4 o'clock, and Red's at the office, and he says, uh, Alan, I'm a little bit concerned the caterer's not here yet. And I said, well, I'm more than concerned. We got a big problem if they're not here yet. So I called the guy, and I says, we got a problem. You're not here, and the party's tonight. He says, oh no, the party's tomorrow night. And I said, no, it's tonight. Well, we pulled our contract out and it had the wrong date on it and nobody noticed. So he was in downtown San Antonio with his family. And he says, uh, give me a few minutes and I'm gonna call you right back. So he called me back. He says, the menu now is steaks, mashed potatoes and green beans. And we will be there with you with, to help you as quickly as we can get there. Now they're an hour and a half away from the ranch. So what he did since it was cafeteria food is he called every one of their cafeterias between where their trucks were and where our sale was. And they told each store manager what to do, cook steaks, make mashed potatoes, get green beans ready. And they went to each store and loaded up everything they needed and they had a uh, mobile cook station, brought a bunch of steaks that were not cooked in case they needed them, showed up and were serving food at 7.30. They had the steaks cooked, they were cooking new steaks, they had a big dessert station. When it was all said and done, nobody knew it had happened that way. Everybody was full and happy. 
So, but that was the worst. That was the most stressful time I ever had at one of these sales. <laughs> How long ago was that? Oh, golly. Maybe 15 years ago. I'm not sure. Okay. Wow. It's quite the coordination on their part. <laughs> yes. And if it'd been anybody but a cafeteria, we wouldn't have had food that night. That's true. You'd have been making peanut butter and jelly for everyone. Oh, golly. I tell you what, my, my uh, behind couldn't have taken what Red would have dished out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're talking about food, I have to tell you one of my all-time favorite memories from one of your sales and I think I think it was the first year I came again from you know from not being little and with my family and stuff uh, you had a dinner out in your pasture we actually had to ride on a hay wagon to get to where you had the tables under all these pretty trees and kind of looked out onto onto your ranch and everything and I just thought that was so cool well we call that to party in the pasture mm -hmm. and uh, Teresa and I and the heavers and the Twinings put that party on and you had to pay to go to that party. It was a hundred bucks. And we tried to feed everybody more than a hundred bucks worth of food and drink. Heaver got all the wine, local wines. And it was a great time. It was a lot of work for us. And uh, that's kind of why we quit doing it. But it was one of my favorite times too. I always love going to that. Well, and you, you, it was just exciting even just um, getting to where the dinner was because you got to, you know, normally you don't get to go through the McCombs pastures. So you got to kind of take the hayride through. And I remember you were telling us about some of the different animals and everything. So it was really neat. Yeah, I wish we could do it again, but uh, I don't, I don't want to do all the work again. <laughs> Well, for those people who are coming to the sale this year and maybe looking for things to do nearby, uh, what are some of your suggestions? Well, of course, from Johnson City all the way to Fredericksburg, it's all winery stuff now. And it's, it's great. You can go on tours of various wineries. Um, of course, they have tastings at most of them. Fredericksburg is wide open. People uh, can come every weekend, nothing's shut down great restaurants there. The Hill Country, you know, when you hit about the 1st of May, there's just all kinds of stuff to do in all the towns around, but the big draw in our area is Fredericksburg. There's also lots of antique shops there, art galleries, just um, different things now, like that as well. You go to Marble Falls and there's lots of neat little shops there. So yes, and um, uh, we're, we're close to Blanco's got a little bit of stuff going on, but um, there's so much going on between Johnson City and Fredericksburg that if you come every year to our sale, there's always going to be something new opened up along that road that you didn't see the year before. I think one of my favorite breakfast places is in Marble Falls. It's um, Blue Bonnet Cafe. Yeah, they're stacked full of people. You either either for breakfast or for pie, you're gonna to go to the that's, that's why Jamie really likes it. It's not the breakfast, she gets the pie. <laughs> well, there's one here that we went to the caves that are by Marble Falls. That was kind of fun, something different to do. I haven't been there before. That's fun, pretty neat down there. Let's try it out. Unless you're claustrophobic, then it wasn't super cool. <laughs> there's that. All right, Alan, we have some trivia questions for you. You ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. What was the highest selling cow at the sale ever? 
I think a hundred thousand dollars. That was uh, RM OK Lady five fifty five, and uh, Bill Hudson bought that cow, and she's a touchdown daughter. And I think Richard Phillip owns that cow now. Do you remember what year that was by chance? Mm, five or six years ago. Okay. What year was the first sale held? April of seventy nine. And for a long time, up until about 84, 85, we had two sales a year. Sometimes we had two at the ranch, and then we started sharing a fall sale with the YO, and we did that in Kerrville. And the sale has always been at the ranch, right? Yes. Um, the most consignments that you've ever had in one sale? We had two sales one year. One was a herd reduction sale on a Friday night. We had... 30 something lots. And I think we had 120 lots the next day. So about 150 lots. Okay. That's about all we can handle. Yeah. All okay. Right. So this, this question is really important. Are you ready? <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> Who does all the real work, you or Teresa? Oh, you're mean. We had to get that in just because she couldn't join us. So answer correctly. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. I think we're both very good at what we do. Good answer. I'll just leave it at that. And we all appreciate Teresa. <laughs> all right. And our very last question is, is you got to think is the first word that comes to your, comes in mind when we ask this question. Do you like Teresa's goats? <laughs> They're my babies. What do you mean? Okay. All right. All right. That's a yes. You're safe. You're good. <laughs> you can sleep with both eyes closed tonight, not just one. We've got 60 babies right now down in front of the house. And we we had never had a bobcat before. And this year we got a bobcat that killed one. Oh, so no. I had to fix one of our pins that and make it bobcat proof. And every night we put all 60 babies in that pin so that they're still there in the morning. And you do get more attached to them that way. Yeah, I bet. So do you have anything else you'd like to share about the sale or anything you think would be helpful for folks to know? I just think if you're a buyer, this is a really rare opportunity because most of the cows that are in this sale, let, let me backtrack. All of the cows that we have in our herd are there for a reason. We don't trade cattle a lot, that's a breeding program. So to be able to go buy something out of a breeding program that normally would not be sold, I think that's a really rare opportunity. Uh, we're, we are, have culled out cattle that we don't think buyers would want. And the catalog listing, if there are defects in those cows, I try to put them in there to where nobody gets any surprise when they get a cow home. So that would be, if, if I was a, a person that wanted to come to this sale, I would look at it as a, as a rare opportunity to buy animals that just normally are not for sale. In a few minutes out of your day to, to join us. Wait a minute, there's one more thing I haven't covered. Okay. There are three herd bulls selling in this sale. Yeah. And great bulls rarely come up at auction. Usually they're swapped private treaty. And Icon and Painted Savage are selling. McCombs owns 100% of them. They've done a great job for us. 
And then you've got the beast. It's a partnership ball with the Spartans and the Davises and the McCombs. Uh, beast is being sold to settle that partnership. He, he's done a great job for us and we don't normally would not sell that bull. If that was McCombs bull straight out, we wouldn't want to sell him, but there's three proven bulls selling with semen. Uh, these bulls don't have any problems. Uh, bighorn, pretty bulls. And once again, anybody that wants a great bull, um, there aren't very many bulls like this ever come up for sale at auction. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining us today, Alan. We learned a lot. Ladies, I appreciate it. We'll see you at the sale.